Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Hey everybody, welcome to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT in the commander's chair along with uh, Dave, Chris, Joe, and Mavis Mayhem. I'm, I'll, um, I will tell Lisa who Mavis Mayhem is here shortly. This is the show where we talk to the really interesting folks from the world of golf and hear their stories. And we'd like to thank the people, the good people over there at Painted Hills Natural Beef for sponsoring this segment of Grilling at the Green, uh, Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. Well, she's back. Is that a pretty good introduction to you, Lisa? She's back. Lisa. I'm back. Lisa Cornwell is with it today. Yeah. You didn't say I, anything bad about me, so I'm good. I'm good. No, no, it was, it's all good. In fact, I was looking at the logs yesterday just for fun, and it's been uh, like uh, one year and four or five weeks since you've been on the show. So I know it's been that long. Yeah, it has. It has. Goodness. Yeah, that's wow. been there. So I dressed you, up for you today, Jeff. I've been I doing yard work and I put on my, my best t shirt. I'm good. <laughs> It's We're recovering good. from Hurricane Ian down here, so getting things back in order. Yeah, you guys came through pretty well. Very fortunate, really yeah. fortunate, um, especially when you think about the people down in Fort Myers, Lee County. I mean, what, over 100 people right now on the death yeah. toll? It's yeah. the destruction here. It's yeah, it's we're very fortunate here in Central Florida. Of course, as you know, all we see is little snippets on the news and some stuff on social media online whatever but i don't think a lot of people can really wrap their heads around the magnitude of the devastation um i have a on my other show lisa's barbecue show and my co-host on that lives in tampa and of course they were supposed to get hit really hard um and the storm came in you know, like you said, down at Fort Myers, which is south of there, but they still had some damage in Tampa like that. But um, Leanne was telling me how her mother lives in Naples and it mm. was really pretty harsh. I'll just put it that way. I live at we we don't get hurricanes or tornadoes here, really. So where I live, we just get rain and um, snow in the winter. Anyway, so enough of that. You are working on a book. I want to get this first up here with our good friend, Tucker, uh, Tucker Booth. How is the book coming? Oh, it's finished. The manuscript was turned in on September 10th. So the editors have it. And uh, I can't believe that the process is over because it was a really quick turnaround for us. I could not have done it without Tucker. 
um, it's interesting because our writing styles are, are so different and, but we really worked well in the whole process together. I think I complimented him in areas and he complimented me and especially in the storytelling area. Um, writing a book is not easy. No. And it, it is my first and only, there will not be a part two. There won't be a sequel. <laughs> uh, one and done, Jeff. But uh, no, look, I'm proud of it. We, we worked hard on it and through the process formed a really good friendship. Uh, you know, I joke that Tucker probably knows me about as well as anyone. So, and he's become like a brother in this whole process in many different ways, not just in the writing aspect. Sure. What can we, uh, what can we expect? Give us a few highlights. I don't want you to tip your, tip your hand here, but um, give us some, you know, two or three high ended bullet points, if you will. So on the positive side, I mean, I, I've had an interesting life. I mean, I'm very fortunate in that regard. I mean, it all hasn't been positive. I do go into some of my sort of deep, dark moments as a human being that I think we all experience. Yes. But I also talk about, you know, growing up playing junior golf with Tiger Woods and, you know, sort of rekindling our friendship the last few years. And I tell one of the great stories with his dad. I loved Colonel Woods. He was a mentor to me on the golf course and really taught me a lot. Um, about the game of golf, not really in golf swing, but really the approach to -hmm. the game. And it's certainly one of the things I think that isn't talked about enough in terms of the the greatness of Tiger Woods. A lot of that can be attributed to his father. So I try to touch on that. I talk about being related to a president and going through that whole process when Bill was elected back in 1992 and took office and you know, being in the Lincoln bedroom for the first time and watch, watching a, a movie with my friends with the president of the United States, playing golf with snipers and trees. And <laughs> there was an incident on the front lawn of the White House that I accidentally got mixed up in. I, I tripped off an alarm. So I tell that story. It, it's pretty entertaining. And then, of course, I go into the meat of the book, the majority of the book, and the reason that I wrote about it. Um, is the Golf Channel aspect of it. And I I say this a lot, Jeff. I'm glad that this book was written at a time when it was and not not when it all first came out about Golf Channel because I was really angry, and rightfully so. But, you know, a lot of that anger has passed. and, And so sort of the perspective of the book is just to tell the story and let the reader decide. And, you know, that was one of the things that my cousin, the former president, really advised me on as we went through this process. And he just encouraged me not to not to point fingers, but just to be honest and upfront. And, you know, people will take away from the story what they will. And I think that we did a good job with that. I hope so. Um, It definitely would have had a lot more four letter words in the beginning <laughs> than it ended up having. I think that the, I think that the, the manuscript to sell it. So the, the pitch of the book contained a lot of four letter words, but there weren't very many at all in the final product. So I think my mother will be happy about that. Well, good. I'm sure, I don't know what the incident was and I can't wait to read the book, but I'm sure when the, those boys with Uzi surrounded you on the White House lawn. There was probably a four-letter utterance at that point. Uh, I didn't say a word, but yes, there there was an order to get down on the ground with armed snipers coming at me. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, that would. Meanwhile, that, Bill. Meanwhile, Bill was on the phone with uh, Boris Yeltsin. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, I I can't wait to read it. Is just the thing. Um, I you know I got my first real look inside uh, Golf Channel with Keith Hirschland's book Cover Me Boys. I'm going in, and that really kind of. I mean, I've been around television for a long time, but always as coming in, doing things on set and then leaving, you know, right. After. I never stuck around the station. It's kind of an example, but anyway, I can't wait to, to see uh, and read what, what you've written about that. And I'm glad that you waited a little bit and kind of toned down the anger. Cause I think that's a, that's best for people, you know, when they go through yeah. those with everybody yeah, and it's, it's it's a turnoff too you know yeah. and and i think that that's i talked about some of the lessons that i've learned in this whole process and it's okay to be angry but at some point you know you have to think what is the purpose here and so that really sort of became the focus and my purpose now and and always will be is to to shed a light on on these things that happen um to be able to speak up about it and and really to expose it so it doesn't happen again Right. And I think that that, you know, that is that has sort of been my main goal, especially as of late. And the goal, you know, people will ask, well, why are you telling these stories? Well, because they need to be told. So many people are afraid of talking about it and uh, bringing to light what really happens. And understandably so. They're afraid of they're afraid of losing their jobs. They're afraid of being blacklisted. They're afraid of being outcast. Trust me. I mean, I know it. I've been through it. I get it. So to be able to be in a position to not be afraid to do that is is what this has been about. And I'm really grateful for that. Well, that's good because I um, I actually went back and listened to our show from last year and you're you're much calmer today than we were. (laughs) I'll just put it that that way, Lisa. You're just much calmer. Anyway, we are going to take a break here on Grilling at the Green. Lisa Cornwell and I will be back after these messages from our lovely sponsors. everybody it's jt and this is a special version of grilling at the green grilling at the green is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef welcome back to grilling at the green here in portland on am860 uh where else are we oh uh ksey in texas weeu in pennsylvania soon to be on the as far as the podcast version i should interject in there uh we're going to be on ryan ballingy's golf news network new um dedicated golf channel on the iheart podcast so that's kind of a cool thing working with ryan on that he's such a good guy that uh you guys are buddies aren't you 
Uh, we're social media buddies. Yeah, he is a great guy and yeah. um, does a lot to support all aspects of the game. So good yeah. for you. Congrats on that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, in fact, I was going to tell you, Tucker and I both made uh, the top 50 hot top 50 pod list uh, from podcast magazine. Again, the, the, this show awesome. has been on it uh, several times in the last few months. And I think Tucker hit the first one um this last Did week you guys yeah superstars Go. yay superstars. Uh, oh i forgot to say something sorry uh we'd like to thank the folks john breaker and his crew up at birdie ball if you've never practiced with birdie ball i would say give it a shot go to birdieball.com for more information and you can also uh contact us info at grillingupstream.net and of course we're on facebook and twitter and all that stuff so okay since you started, Lisa, how has uh, golf coverage on television changed? I mean, you've been in the business now for a while, and um, it, it seems to change all the time. Part of it with technologies, which we don't see much of, like Shot Tracer and all that on uh, LPGA broadcasts. But uh, the broadcast itself, they've changed. They do a lot more. Uh, cutaways there's more people on the course following certain pairings blah 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 what give us your thoughts on that um i guess i would say i've seen a little bit of a change i i, I don't know if if there's one thing that stands out i mean there's there's some drone coverage you know like you said more cameras more groups anything like that but look golf is slow i don't care i don't care if you know you're a junior player a college player <laughs> man, woman, whatever it is, right. golf is just slow. And when you're a professional golfer and you're playing for your livelihood, of course, it's going to slow down. That's, you know, it's been one of my big um, outcries in terms of women's golf, because for me, watching women's golf, sometimes it's painful. And it's not because I don't appreciate the talent of these players. I mean, they're, they're super talented. But when you're not able to, like what, golf channel does with the PGA tour or CBS does with the PGA tour, or even what, you know, I work for PGA tour live now and what PGA tour live is doing now on all four streams, there's this sort of rapid fire effect that you're able to, to see all sorts of different shots. You're able to, um, to learn new faces, learn about new faces. There's just so much, so many things that you can do obviously with more cameras. And I think that that's part of, what's really hurting the women's game. And it's not just the ability to see quality golf. It's, it, it's sort of this idea that people have that women play slower than, than the men do. And so it's become the stigma with some people who don't watch a lot of women's golf. They think that women are a lot slower than men. It's not true. If you look no. at, if you, if you look at the times uh, for 18 holes over the course of a season, they're pretty much, on par the women may be a little bit slower because a lot of times on the weekend they're playing threesomes which again goes back to the number of cameras because if you if you play threesomes and you have only certain a certain number of cameras allotted to certain number of groups then you're going to see more players if you play threesomes versus twosomes but obviously playing mm -hmm. twosomes is a lot faster so um i guess to answer your question you know, from my perspective, it hasn't changed enough in that regard. Um, I, I try not to be really critical of the other broadcasts. Um, 
you know, I have a lot of friends who are out there and they do a great job. I, sure. I think CBS, CBS does a great job. They've added new technology. So I think overall, my, my big wish list um, <laughs> would be for the LPGA to, to figure out whether it's an addendum to the broadcast contract. I don't know how that whole thing works, but there has to be something that can be done to elevate that coverage because it's going to elevate viewership. It's going to bring more fans to the game. So many things can happen just by improving that for women's golf. Well, we just had uh, the amazing Cree Portland classic up here. Um, In fact, I think Sarah played in it. I think. Um, Yes. Just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, post COVID all kinds of stuff. And it was the first year back at Columbia Edgewater. Uh, people probably on the show get tired of me talking about it, but I don't know. I'm going to still talk about it, but um, it's interesting because when you go to a PGA tour event, that's covered, there's trucks and booms and cranes and stuff. All kinds of stuff everywhere, you know, if you've never seen it. Not so much at an LPGA uh, tournament. There's some, but there's not like if it's a PGA tournament. So, and I know that's where the the big sponsorship money is and all that. But I would really like to see, as you just uh, pointed out there, I'd like to see more of that on the cover of the LPGA. Uh, Now, they didn't ask me. Uh, If they do, I'm sure I'll tell them. But. You know, okay, I just, Jeff. They never they never asked me either. So yeah, okay. <laughs> well, we're together on that then. That's all yeah, good. Well, good. Yeah, but um, I still think if people have never seen an LPGA tournament, there they're pleasantly surprised when they go see it because the girls do play fast. Uh, that those top tier ones are sharks. I'm just gonna put it that way. You know, they they hit what they're aiming at. Um, they do a fantastic job and they move it along and they're very approachable. So I think it's a very uh, it's a very friendly deal, very friendly atmosphere. Sometimes at the PGA Tour uh, events, you know, it's almost like corporate. You know what I mean? It, it's it's not stodgy or anything. People are having fun, but it seems to be a little looser at the LPGA events and people can get in and talk to the players and have a good time. I, I think that's uh, I think that's probably a good analysis. Anyway, Lisa and I are going to take another break here on grilling at the green. We're going to be back in just a moment right after this. Young man, heartland, a bad hand out on the interstate. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT, and today we're very fortunate to have Lisa, Lisa Cornwell with us, formerly of Golf Channel, now working for PGA Live. Um, was that any different in as far as what you do? 
I mean, you when you're doing streaming stuff, which we do a lot of, you're just kind of there in a microphone. You're not really out wandering around if you're an anchor. How's that gone? Have it, Are you enjoying it? I love it. The people are great, too. I mean, I think that that's what I appreciate the most. Um, I can't say enough about it. I mean, their whole management style is really about taking care of their people. They want a good work environment. They want it to be positive, upbeat. Egos are checked at the door. If, if wow. not, then you, don't, then you don't come back. Like, yeah, that's why I've always said, you know, if you have good leadership, you will have a good work environment because it's, you know, they basically have the, uh, I was going to say the word, the no a-hole policy. I don't know if I can <laughs> say the real word. So, but that's, you know, that's what it's, it's sort of the unwritten no a-hole policy and it right. makes everything just so much better, but in terms of the job itself. So I'm actually calling golf. So I'm doing play by play which is completely different from what I ever did at golf channel. So at golf channel, I was a host and reporter and interviewer, Mm -hmm. and this is just calling golf shots. But, you know, a lot of times if we're doing feature groups or marquee groups, and we're really focused on either three or six players, um, then it gives you time with your analysts to really kind of geek out on golf and sort of get in the weeds either on, you know, mentality, approach, golf swing, method, golf course, all of these different things that I love that I never really was able to do at Golf Channel. So it's been a great, um, great opportunity for me and sort of a new adventure and new challenge. And I tell you what, I would, I wouldn't go back to the old for anything. I, I like this in terms of just what it allows me to do. And that's just talk golf. Uh, I envy your job. I do. I do. I really envy you. I mean, I can see if they, I can see if they need somebody else, Jeff. See if they need a cook. I can cook. (laughs) There we go. I can cook the hell out of stuff. So there you go. Okay. Well, you mentioned, you mentioned at the top of the show in the first segment, you were, um, you know, your work with, uh, Tiger's dad and all that, that leads me over to one of the things I think we see, uh, on, on all the tours when, a uh, man or woman come out on the tour. Uh, maybe they're just out of college, whatever. That's a big stage when you're on the tour. And one of the saying slogans, whatever you want to call it, Lisa, was you have to learn to play the game. And that, like you said, to me, it's not your swing or your chipping ability or your putting. You have to learn to play the game uh, when you get at that top levels. Do you agree with that? I mean, there's so many of the, if you will, off camera things that people yeah. need to learn when they get out there. And, you know, you played in college. Um, I, if I remember correctly, you took a shot at the tour at one time and uh, it's different out there. Yeah, I will say some of these players, I mean, both men and women, thanks to college golf, they come in so well prepared. But of course, there's a difference between being an amateur athlete and being a professional athlete when you're able to devote 100% of your time to it. And, you know, I think on the men's side, they talk a lot about wedge play and, you know, the game is so power driven, but a player like a Dustin Johnson or Rory McIlroy really had to sort of develop that, that off-speed pitch sort of shot with the wedges. And that was what changed um, the trajectory of their games. You don't see that as much 
on the women's side because in terms of power, it's just such a different game. But I will tell you for like a player like Ann Van Dam, mm-hmm. um, I would 100% agree with that. I, I caddied for Sarah in Cincinnati. She was in between caddies right now. And so I went to Cincinnati and uh, she played great there. But the first two rounds we played with Ann and I love Ann. She's super talented, tons of power. Um, but that's probably, you know, one thing that that could even help a player that is at that high of a level with that much talent is just some of that course management stuff. And right. it's not that she isn't great, but there's just a little something missing you can see versus, you know, like we also played with Atahara Munoz. And you can just see the difference in terms of that approach. And so, yeah, it's, you know, it's how do you get that? Uh, it's sometimes if you're fortunate enough to have a teacher who's experienced it, maybe he or she can, can see sort of um, the ab- absence of it and, and help instill that. Right. A lot, a lot of players, I guess, have mentors who can help with that, but it's, it's a tough nut to crack. I will say that. And I think that the players who really figure that out are the ones who we see succeed and consistently succeed. It's, it's tough between that and confidence. It's like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? How do you get confidence if you're not winning? How do you get confidence if you're fighting to make cuts and keep your card? So I think um, last week, McKenzie, McKenzie, um, when McKenzie won, what event was it last week? My gosh, I can't even believe In it. In Arkansas? We had, we, no, we had, we had Hurricane Ian. So we're, um, I didn't even get a chance to, um, to watch it. Was it the men's or the women's tournament when I was reading about it? But whoever or was it on the DP World Tour when Ryan Fox won? Anyway, one of the players, they were talking about this whole confidence factor and how it had always plagued him or her. Um, and they just went out there on the final day and said, I'm, I'm good at this. I know how to do this. I, I'm, you know, I have the talent to beat these players. And it propelled this person to victory. So I apologize. I can't remember which player it was, but it was, it was really telling, I think. And it goes back to that whole breeding confidence and learning mm-hmm. it and, and just believing in yourself as a professional athlete who can succeed against the very best. I've seen it for years. Uh, I'm sure not just in golf, but in other sports, when you get down on yourself, you have a bad week or you have a bad patch as they would say, you know, and you, and you really, your confidence is shaky at best. And you get out there and you know, the mechanics are still there. They haven't gone away, but the, the mental and emotional confidence, you know, is tanks. And then you see them, the meltdowns and stuff. And it's, it's, I think it's just something you have to kind of go through as you're, you know, as you're playing uh, at that level and not only in golf, but in any sport. I think you really have to kind of get that Teflon coating around you. And just that's why I think Tiger was so good. If he botched up a hole, it was out of his brain. Uh, right. He, um, we're going to take a quick break and go with Bruce Furman. And then we'll be back in just a couple of seconds after Bruce is done. Okay, this is Bruce Furman. I'm the director of instruction out at Langley Farms. I'm going to give you a, a little tip on how to hit a draw or a hook. Uh, the majority of people hit fades 
uh, particularly higher average players and higher uh, handicappers are slices, and that's a ball that goes left to right for a right-handed golfer. So to hit a draw, you want it to go right to left. And that means your path is a little to the right of the target, and the face is slightly close to that path to create that draw spin. So how do you do that? Well, you set up called tilted behind the ball so that your head is behind the ball, your left shoulder's higher, and your spine is leaned back slightly. You can, you can have square, slightly closed shoulders. You might have to check your grip. Some people have their face too open because of a weak grip. So sometimes you have to change your grip and get what we call a stronger grip where you see more knuckles in your left hand and the Vs go to your back shoulder. And then when you take the club away, it's good to take the club away with the face staying pointed at the ball a long time. So when you get to about thigh high with the club, that face from the golfer's standpoint, meaning a right-handed golfer, is about at 10 o'clock and you're not rolling that face open. If you do that, then you've got the face and your wrist in a good position to be able to hit a draw. And then the downswing feels kind of like you're throwing a discus out to right right center field. So you're going to swing kind of low to high from inside out or going out to right field. You're going to let your forearms rotate the toe of the club over in order to get that face closed. And if you do that with a lighter grip, it it may feel more like a right arm swing rather than a pull down or a tight left arm pull down. So you want to feel more like a right arm throw rather than a left arm pull. And if you do that, then I think you can learn to hit a draw or a hook. Try it. I hope it helps. Thank you, Bruce. We appreciate that tip of the week. You can find out more about Bruce Furman if you go to langdonfarms.com, click on instruction. There's a drop-down menu. There's a good-looking picture of a good-looking guy there. Uh, great teacher. Very Well, he puts up with me, so that's the only thing I'm going to say. I think that qualifies him for pretty much anything, maybe a you know humanitarian award or something. But anyway, Bruce Furman. Now we're going to take a real break, and Lisa and I will be back here on Grilling at the Green to wrap up the show. But I did Connor into, I think, sticking around for a few minutes for after hours. That's where we can swear. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT, along with Lisa Cornwell. Today, Lisa's got a new book coming out. Will it be out later this year? Or uh, first, I mean, in the spring? We're almost out of year here. I think that they're shooting for May of next year, I think. If, you know, everything, the supply chain is so messed up after COVID. That's the goal. That's what I wanted it in early. Okay, well, I call, I know Tucker's going to beat me to this, but I call first dibs on having you back on the show to talk about the book after he, after <laughs> it comes out. So I, okay. I'm gonna, and I'm going to tell him that too. Next. <laughs> you may have a tough time winning out of her Tucker, but we can put you at two. Okay. I'll take two. I'll take two. <laughs> that's, that's all good. Um, have, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about this or you can, are you still in litigation with golf channel? Uh, so the EEOC still has the case. Nothing's okay. changed on that. And okay. it's just the process is taking forever. Yeah. It... Frustratingly so. I'm not I'm not the most patient person in the world. So this has <laughs> definitely tested it. <laughs> well, it's government too. And I'm right. not an I'm not an anti-government guy, but they they do take their sweet time on certain things. I've been waiting for a trademark for 16 months 
So uh, it'll get here eventually. I promise. Okay. What do you think is the biggest thing that you've accomplished in your career, Lisa? Oh, boy. Um, That's a great question. Everybody sees that differently, I think. Um, I think for me, I would say, and it's because I've spent more time out on the LPGA tour, and it's still there today, even though I'm no longer with Golf Channel or covering the tour. I'm really proud of the relationships that I've built out there and not, not, I mean, we're friendly and they're like friendships. So it's not like I'm calling these players or the caddies and we're hanging out or going to dinner. I mean, there's a small group who I know pretty well, but you know, you can tell that there's mutual respect there. And I'm very grateful for that because I worked hard. I worked hard for that. And I worked hard to build the tour up and to, to be an unbiased, um, reporter but also a supporter and uh, you know I was constantly pushing Golf Channel to do better not just not in the live broadcast but more in studio Uh and I think that that was part of you know why I kept running into some brick walls and it was just for the love of the game the respect of the the women who play it at, at the high level and and not really getting the respect from from the network that I thought that they deserved. And so I'm proud of those relationships. I'm proud that they still exist. I love going out there and running into those people and, you know, talking to them. And um, it's like, it, you know, it's like I never left. And so I, the best thing is I'm just not having to keep up with birdies and bogeys and scorecards and <laughs> miss, miss putts and OB yeah. balls and asking them about it afterwards. But I, to me, that's my biggest accomplishment. I don't, I don't know. Everybody else would say something different, but that's what means the most to me. Well, that's what means the most to you. Then that is the most important. Um, Are you happy? You seem happy. I'm great. Yeah, I I couldn't be happier. I leave tomorrow to go to St. Augustine to work a couple days for the Shriners for the PGA Tour. And then I'm going down to Tampa on Saturday to play in David Wells's uh, charity event, the former New York Yankees pitcher uh-huh. for a perfect game back in, what was it? The I, early nineties. I was going to say 1903, but you know, <laughs> I won't tell David, David <laughs> can still rumble. I'm not going to uh, tell David. You said that. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't want to pick a fight with Wells, but um, yeah, so I am, I, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I don't have a lot of the pressures that I know that many people in this world are dealing with right now. And um you know, I'm healthy. My family's healthy. So what else can you ask for? Not much. I mean, really, Lisa, it's, it's, uh, it's really when you get to a good spot and you can hold on to it, I, I think you've done a lot. And I, I say that for everybody, but I just think that when you get to a good spot in your life and you can hold on to the people around you and the work you like to do, I don't know as you get to ask for much more, really. My view. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. Lisa Cornwell is um, currently with the streaming PGA uh, on all that. So you can see her. You can still see her smiling face all the time if you look at the at the right streaming. And uh, I think Lisa's going to be around for a lot longer in the pro golf circuit. Lisa, thank you for being with us. Thanks, Jeff. Always great to be with you.
No problem. We appreciate it. Well, uh, we're going to be back next week with another edition of uh, Grilling at the Green. Until then, oh, I never told you, Lisa. At the intro, at the very top of the show, I said Mavis Mayhem. Mavis is our new kitty here in the home studio. And okay. and she's a little tuxedo. She's got a little black heart on her nose. She's cute as the devil. And she's a pain in the ass. Anyway, we'll be back next week. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Grilling at the Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved.